Welcome to The Ether. Today is Friday, February 18th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of The Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have part two of the two-part IBC gang lounge. Let's take a listen. Kind of back on the point of like how we all know Cosmos has the best UX. Uh, not to put pressure on anybody out there in the crowd, but I'm kind of interested to see how that translates into gaming uh, on Cosmos. You know, Are we going to continue to see like them setting the standard for user experience when it comes to blockchain gaming as well. Cause that's like the most important part with the game is like, everybody wants to enjoy the game. If it's like laggy and buggy, like, you know, everybody knows when COD goes through updates, <laughs> it's very frustrating, but you know, I'm interested to see how that translates over into blockchain gaming. I feel like we don't talk about gaming enough, huh? Dude, not enough at all. And that's about to explode and be huge. And it's going to be like one of the biggest factors that brings in people to crypto. Yo, speaking of gaming, I was just uh, questing my heroes in DeFi Kingdoms, and the RPC was absolutely trash, um, really, really slow. So I'm hoping, uh, hoping gaming in Cosmos is is pretty, pretty fast. Um, obviously, cheap fees. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Definitely, uh, Strange Clans will be interesting. I'll take it. Go Strange Clans. I'll take the bait. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, uh, every time I get into uh, a space or get a chance to talk about Strange Clan, it's always it always ends up going back to UX um, and you know what does this actually look like for um, you know people who aren't even you know uh, crypto centric or DeFi centric, um, and what does it look like for gamers to kind of enter into uh, you know. DeFi ideas uh, to begin with, and I, I definitely think that gaming is kind of that perfect, um, perfect like uh, starter drug because um, it really does give you um, a uh, a long path to be able to get to a place where you start getting comfortable with things like 
wallets and you get comfortable with things like um, uh, moving uh, digital assets, um, you know, initially you might not uh, relate particular value to this, but I think the, the, the switch will start to flip when, you know, people make as little as five dollars uh, in a transaction, you know, and suddenly realize like, hey, there's real value to uh, the tokens that I'm getting or the the items that I'm getting. So that stuff really excites us. That's why actually uh, this is like so out there, but um, I get really excited about projects like Loom Network. Um, they're not one that I think has been talked about very much, but um, I get excited about them only because uh, their primary goal is to reach out to non-DeFi people and basically be like um, a gateway for non-DeFi people to get rewards that are all DeFi rewards uh, and motivate them kind of on on those lines. But they won't even see the benefits of those. Um, initially, it'll all be, you know, like they're just collecting these Loom tokens uh, for participating in basically a similar experience like Yelp or um, any one of these other very community-driven platforms, except they walk away with Loom tokens. And then when they realize they can actually use those places, um, that's when people are going to get really excited. And so I kind of take that same approach saying like, you know, maybe people don't, you know, realize that they're getting real value out of uh, YAP tokens or uh, passage tokens. But um, once they actually realize they can cash these things out for other things, then they start to realize, oh, there's, there's real value uh, in you know the the actions I'm taking uh, in this game. Uh, it's always a balance because you don't want to uh, make too many uh, incentives that that kind of ruin the uh, initial value that people came to the game for or came to the platform for. Um, they've done like studies and stuff on uh, intrinsic versus extrinsic extrinsic motivators, and uh, definitely uh, having those. Um, intrinsic motivators is key for people to stick with something, but the extrinsic motivators, you know, uh, uh, are like this nice, like base for people that they can get people really excited, but if they don't have any meaning to what they're doing, or they don't feel like an inherent call to it, which is, which comes from the intrinsic, then, then they won't stick with it. So I get really excited about this stuff. I think that's huge into UX. And I think that's going to be huge in the overall adoption. Yeah, what I just kind of realized too when you were going through your explanation of everything is like gaming is going to almost like train people how to interact in the the blockchain world, you know, because like you said, they're going to have to be claiming assets, making wallets, you know, saving their data and like figuring out how to, you know, get back to their profile. And it's not just going to be some sign in. Maybe it could be like they have to have a wallet that activates, you know, their their profile. So there's, there's, there's just so much value that's going to come from that. And yeah, I'm just I'm just so excited. And then. You know, I know, I know. Clay always is talking about his uh, his character and how excited he is for Strange Clans. So, you know, I know there's so many people out there who are excited for it and can't wait. Yeah, yeah I think man. When you see people like as full time gamers, like they're gonna live in Strange Clan and and they're gonna be paid like full to to full time like manage their communities um, by like selling those those real in game assets for real value. Um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be crazy. You're going to see like full time and like right now, like the way you get you, you get paid through gaming is you have to stream it on Twitch. and You got to be like kind of a, a engaging as a as a uh, like an entertainer. But this is going to unlock it for everyone to where it's like you don't have to be you, you can be socially awkward, you know, and you 
and you can join a community and, and really, you know, they're like, well, we need you to farm wood. And it's like, yeah, I'm great at that. It's like, awesome. Well, go farm wood. And, and we need that for our community. And that helps us build like whatever, like forts and stuff like that. And, and everybody's going to feel included, I feel like. And, and that's, that's really the world that I want to see. And I, I really hope that's how it, how it happens, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> that's you. I mean, that's, that's on, that's really on point with like, so there's, uh, in a couple other talks that, um, so actually yesterday's talk that uh, I was hosting, um, I thought uh, uh, Chengo made a really good uh, uh, explanation of like why this definitely seems like it's the natural progression because you basically have these, um, you have this uh, creator economy that we've had for, you know, a long time. Um, you know, uh, as YouTube kind of picked up and as all these other content platforms picked up, like you're saying it very much, you know, you had to be, you had one skill set now is to be an entertainer. But, uh, when it comes to what makes, you know, games valuable and the communities within them valuable, um, there's lots of different pieces to it. And, and the players have never had a opportunity to be able to capture any of that value. But if you go into like any of the communities within World of Warcraft or um, any of these like immersive MMORPGs, you know, there's lots of things that, that uh, lots of abilities that, that make those um, communities uh, so valuable. Um, you know, there's, there's support roles basically that, that are fundamental uh, when it comes to uh, making those communities valuable. And so this actually gives people that opportunity. And your example, you know, uh, a bunch of uh, laughing emojis came up. It is kind of funny to think about because we're we're not there yet, but um, that's that's realistic. Like that's totally realistic. If you think about, um, and the, one reason why I know it's realistic is because you know one of the um, uh, one of the disciplines we have uh, within uh, the Strange Clan team is we actually every Friday we do uh, what's called a bean jam. Um, if you ever heard like. Lex on a live, like he's the, he's the main, like, uh, he's the main guy who will say this term all the time. He'll say beans and you'll just, just look out for it. He'll say beans all the time. Um, and so we, uh, we coined the term bean jam because it was just us like jumping into a game, um, enjoying like, you know, a good time with each other, totally optional for the team. But one of the games that we play is Valheim and Valheim is like, a major crafting game and part of the reason why you know we well there's lots of reasons why we're playing that game but one reason why is we are uh, seeing firsthand what it looks like to you know uh build uh and craft together and what's crazy is is that you know a lot of our hypothesis of um well, like what we expect to happen in strange clan like actually is happening with our team you know as we are uh in this world together you have the guys who are the, the base builders, um, and they're working on uh, the primary base. You have the guys who um, are a little bit more like me, where you just want to go out and you want to go hunt something. Um, and uh, you want to go explore and, and find things. Um, and, uh, and then you have the guys who um, are you know, a, a little bit more like uh, 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 curious about um, uh, some of the, like, lore and so they'll read every single like tombstone you pass every single rune you pass um they're just like soaking up information um and it's all it all kind of like plays out you know you have uh these 
different roles that all do different things within the community. And you could totally see this like flourishing into really cool clans, right? Within the, within the game itself. So if like everything we did actually turned into, you know, tokenized uh, assets, man, that'd be so freaking cool, right? So that's kind of what we are, are aiming for with Strange Plan is, you know, and why we aimed at the MMORPG genre is very community-based, lots of different ways to have players collaborating and then also creating uh, this, uh, this value that, uh, this value structure that doesn't just like reward one player type. It rewards uh, multiple player types. There's like four main player types that uh, we kind of see. We see the, um, uh, you know, uh, your classic, uh, uh, your classic like campaign team is you have the, the tank, you have the damage dealer, you have the uh, scout and you have the healer. Um, we, uh, we, we see those as like four main like player types. You have the person who, he wants to go scout around. He wants to, you know, uh, kind of be a little bit on his own and, um, you know, uh, do a lot of, like, sneaking and tactical. You have the dude who just wants to hit a bunch of people. Uh, you have the dude who uh, wants to be the base builder. He wants to, you know, uh, uh, construct things. Uh, and then you have the um, person who just wants to be support. They want to uh, do the healing. They, uh, they'll, they'll work with the base builder, but they're mostly, like, you know, crafting cool potions and, you know, they're experimenting with recipes. Um, and we have all those types of players on our team. Um, and uh, each one has kind of been like, yeah, yeah, like this is the thing that gets me excited, you know, uh, in a game when I can when I can play this role and it kind of looks a little bit like this. Um, for example, um, yeah, there's one guy on our team, his name is Nicholas. Uh, he's on our, so we have a bunch of Nicks, by the way. If I ever mention like a Nick and you're like, that doesn't sound like the Nick you mentioned before. It's because we literally have like three different Nicks. Um, and so every time we're in a team meeting, I have to be like, I have to like say full names in order to define which Nick I'm talking about. Um, but uh, uh, Nicholas, um, and I, I, I typically just say his full, his full uh, given name. Um, but he, uh, uh, he's definitely like a support guy. Um, he might be a base builder, but um, he's definitely more like the support role because he loves just experimenting with things. Um, so like some of the games that he really gravitates towards is games where there's a lot of discovery in the things that you're like cooking. So like if there's um, a cooking component or a potions component with um, some discoverability, you'll just sit there and like test out, you know, a bunch of different things. And so um, we had, you know, originally thought like maybe recipes are just like recipes that you find. And when you find it, you know how to do it. And then you can craft from there. Uh, but instead, you know, after talking with him, we kind of pulled back on that a little bit and said, you know what, actually would be way more fun is uh, instead of you uh, finding the recipe, like maybe you can find recipes, right? But um, one of the main ways that you would learn how to do things is you instead just like, you can mix things together um, into a pot or uh, using uh, whatever cooking utensil you're using. Uh, and you can just discover things. Like you can just discover different uh, recipes. And then once you've discovered that recipe, now you have it you know, written in your cookbook. But, um, uh, and then you, that's a cookbook that's, you know, again, can be tokenized and you can uh, share that with other players. Um, but it allows you to have that, like, um, that reward in discovery, which, again, coming back to the intrinsic versus extrinsic, you know, that's an intrinsic motivator, you know, just the, the um, uh, ability to discover different things uh, as you are uh, going through this uh, game loop. That's going to be so nuts. Like, 
you know, I've uh, I played some games where it's like that, where you can kind of just like free, you know, free ball it and just kind of guess the like the potion or recipe. And you know, sometimes you get lucky, you know, and you learn something and it's fun. Other times, you know, it's like a disaster. But that's like so much, so much cooler of like having that open world experience and being able to just like truly interact with the game, not be like in a box and like, nope, if you don't know this recipe or you don't know this, you can't start doing those things. Like, just yeah, totally have fun is is gonna be great. Yeah, those are uh, those like game walls. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many of you guys are uh, listeners of Jordan Peterson. Uh, so I don't know how many people I'm going to like piss off by mentioning Jordan Peterson. But um, uh, one of the things he said that I was like, man, that's like totally on point is um, he said uh, he said something like, um, uh, you know, how many how, how many rules does it take before, you know, a game is fun because it's not zero. And his example was um, uh, if uh, if he said, OK, we're going to play a game. Um, and, um, you know, just make the first move. Um, the person across from him would basically just sit there for a second and be like, well, what am I supposed to do? And to his point, you know, if you don't know, if there's no rules at all, then there's nothing to like guide the direction of like where you need to go. So it's always playing this like balance game of adding, you know, just enough structure to the game that people feel that there's direction, but then also, you know, not too much structure so that, you allow for, you know, discoverability and immersiveness because we've all played those games where it's so uh, structured to a point where you don't feel like there's any discoverability and you totally, it does break the uh, immersiveness of it. Um, actually, in our meeting today, crazy enough, um, it, it, like, I, I guess, I feel like actually this probably comes up a lot, which is why it's actually not that crazy. But um, uh, one of the things I, I told our guys was um, uh, something along those lines of, you know, uh, we uh, we need to be balanced on some of the rules that we put in place or some of the structures we put in place because, you know, there's structures that uh, break immersiveness and there's structures that create immersiveness. So, so long as we always keep those balanced, we're good to go. And it was definitely around the alchemy, um, like potion making and the cooking, because that's one of those interesting examples where there is actually a lot of structure to it, but at the same time, because it has that discoverability component, um, you know, it feels very open. It feels very much like there's really no bounds at all. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be a really cool part of the crafting experience. Can I ask you like a, I guess a newbie type of question? Because I, I don't, I don't think I know enough about this game. Like, does it cost um, right away crypto to start playing the game? We're going for a free to play model. Um, and that's that's prone like that that could still change depending on you know um uh some of the things that we discover with the prologue experience it won't be uh it's going to be gated for a while until uh maybe even it gets out of beta um but uh because you'll only be able to play it uh with uh, uh one of the town one or town two uh nfts and then for a while your only entrance into it will be um, there will be some other um, uh, NFTs that uh, players uh, who have Town 1, Town 2 NFTs will discover um, and can, again, like sell those on the marketplace. And that can be an entry point for uh, new players to come in for a, a, a brief time. Um, and then eventually it'll open up to being 
potentially free to play, or we'll do um, a um, uh, uh, an NFT version of the game. So basically, like there's like a game key in order to get into the world at all. You need to own the uh, NFT of the game, and then you can get in. But we're 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 still going back and forth on those two potential options. We're the reason we're aiming at free to play is because we think that the economy um, is going to be enough to like support the project as a whole. Um, but um, uh, and then having you know no no um, initial paywall for people will allow for this like smooth um, uh, entry point for the people who are skeptical uh, to kind of come in, uh, get excited about the game. Um, and then uh, as they interact with the game, um, you know, uh, be more comfortable with, uh, you know, doing transactions, you know, moving, um, uh, selling their NFTs and um, uh, moving them to uh, 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 in, in trading uh, transactions and uh, that sort of thing. So leaning heavily towards the free to play because that's very exciting and there's lots of ways that we can make this much more easy to onboard um, uh, experience. Um, but there's like this other weird factor where in gaming, there's actually, it's like really frowned upon uh, if, um, if a game is like free to play, like free to play games have like a bad rap uh, just because oftentimes there's um, in-game purchase mechanics that for a lot of players makes it feel like um, uh, most, most free to play games battle the battle of, you know, uh, pay to win and uh, NFTs at the beginning always have that battle. Uh, no matter what, um, because, you know, there's just this bad stereotype around it. Um, so I would lean heavy towards free-to-play, um, but it could help the game to not have free-to-play. So, um, yeah, not not a great answer, but at the same no, time, okay. that, that is where we're at. There has to be a balance. Not now that I see it your, your way, there has to be a balance between, you know, making money for the, for the platform also to keep, continue to grow and also, you know, not be too greedy where people are like just putting tons and tons of crypto in it to make it fun. So there has to be like a balance. I think you kind of explained it right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cause, and that's another reason why. So like somebody uh, asked me if, um, you know, what, what's difference, what's the difference between the marketplace we're about to launch and um, uh, Stargaze. Uh, and the question was kind of framed, like we're trying to compete with Stargaze. But ultimately, the reason why we got the marketplace in place at all is because um, we uh, we know that uh, if we want to make this an easy onboarding experience for people, you know, we we one we have to have um, the marketplace in place so that the uh, the assets that people are trading one we can just bring it directly into the the game itself, um, and then also uh, some of our goals with the. Um, uh, how people uh, use these NFTs and uh, how people um, uh, interact with the marketplace. It's much more centered around the, uh, these NFTs being uh, almost like um, game assets and um, world building assets. So there's some control that we kind of have to have on like what the uh, platform itself is able to offer. Um, so there might be a world where, you know, we just totally partner up with um, uh, Stargaze uh, so I, I don't view them at all as like competitors or anything like that. To me, it's just, um, you know, the the necessity of, you know, if we're trying to build a free to play experience and we're trying to, you know, do something very different with our uh, NFTs to begin with, you know, there kind of has to be um, a passive marketplace. Well said, man. Well said. I like when people, you know, um, 
when they talk about Cosmos, they're not really in competition. They're more um, trying to grow the space as a whole, you know? And I'm sure there's going to be different ways that you can partner up with stars. So, so I think one of the biggest questions I know I have, and other people may have, I think town, town hall one characters, there's no more way to get, no other ways to get them. When's our next chance to get characters and you know, what should we look out for? Nice. Um, yeah, very popular question. Um, I think every AMA we get that question, which is awesome. Um, so, uh, you can, so the, when the marketplace goes live, you know, you can obviously get, uh, uh, any characters that get put up for sale, uh, on the marketplace and there, there'll definitely be, um, people who, uh, offload them. Um, but, um, uh, we have a, it, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, what, what happens, uh, when we launch, um, have no idea uh, what, uh, what people are going to do or what the floor price is going to be. Um, lots of different speculation around that, but then, uh, for town two, um, our, uh, uh, we're looking at, uh, very beginning of Q2, uh, releasing town two. Um, the reason for that is, um, we have a, um, uh, we, we committed in the very beginning to uh, basically, one, have the marketplace live and town one already having received uh, an airdrop um, uh, during that time. Uh, so those things have to happen first. Uh, and then also um, our passage token uh, has to go live. Uh, and that the passage token's development is already done. And now it's just figuring out you know, what, uh, structure, uh, like the legal structures around it that we have to do in order to make sure that, uh, you know, the token's able to uh, achieve its goals, uh, which is always like, it's so funny. It's like, that's like always the untalked about battle with, um, uh, any crypto project is, you know, how you release it in such a way that, you know, protects the decentralization and at the same time, uh, you know, um, uh, doesn't, you know, stop the project you know, right at the, right at the outset, uh, especially as like, you know, Americans trying to make, um, a project happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so town two, we're going to have whitelist spots, um, through available through giveaways and through, um, uh, uh, we, 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 for the town one, we did, um, some like quests and stuff that, that allowed people to, um, have like a better chance to, uh, get in uh, on a whitelist spot, and then we put everybody on a list and uh, did a random selection of, um, uh, of of people. They had to make sure that they um, you know hit certain marks in order to uh, be considered uh, qualified, uh, which basically just meant like you know you had to um, you know fill out you know, X information. It was crazy how many people applied to be in town one and didn't even fill out like the whole sheet. Um, so that was like the starter. Um, and then there was some people who got like just grandfathered in at the beginning because, um, uh, they were 500, there was like 500 people who completed this quest. Uh, that was basically just to show like, you know, were you really paying attention? Were you really paying attention to what we were doing? And those guys immediately got into the whitelist spot, uh, when they, um, when they just showed that like, yeah, they were paying attention. They completed the quest and it was awesome. Um, and those guys are, it's proven that like those guys have been like some of the most diehard, uh, guys in the community. 
Um, many of them are some of the most like vocal. Um, so it's been awesome. And uh, they've, they've continued to like uh, keep a lot of the uh, um, camaraderie and, and stuff going, even as we've had like uh, little setbacks, like the uh, marketplace launch getting pushed back and all that stuff. So, yep. Uh, if you, if anyone's interested in getting into town too, definitely get into the discord, um, look out for uh, quests. Um, so there's a quest channel. Uh, and then also look out for um, uh, any of the announcements because we'll we'll announce when things are happening. Uh, so just by paying attention to announcements, you know, you're already a step ahead of most other people. That's awesome. <clears throat> like, you know, I think it goes back to what you, you were talking about with the intrinsic value. Like all those people that have got on there at first, like you said, that are some of the, like the most camaraderie people you have in the community, that the value for them of those NFTs and those characters is so much more than like a price tag. You know, we kind of mentioned that earlier with, with another thing, like when you put in the work for it like that and it's like more than just money and it's, it's your time, your energy and your, your community, that's when you start to see success. That's when it's like real value and people don't even want to sell it. There's no price that you can put on it. And it's just, it, it's great. I love it. Is it true that um, your town one character is going to be able to generate other characters or is that still like in the uh, development phase? I mean, it's still it's still technically in development phase, but I mean that's very much um, that's very much like part of the roadmap for um, the um, uh, prologue uh, experience. So um, the prologue game is uh, definitely going to be really instrumental in like essentially distributing, you know, um, <laughs> town four NFTs um there's a story there um but uh yeah there's uh uh that's definitely uh did he get rugged i was gonna say was that me or him <laughs> <laughs> he got rugged uh, when he was dropping the alpha uh, oh my God. lex came over there and unplugged his computer <laughs> he said hey 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 <laughs> but dude town four man if you have a town one it sounds like it's gonna be able to give you a town four and uh i mean that may be an airdrop you know what i mean like if you hold a town one character and you know like that's that's how i see it happening so that is exciting dude like that that really gets me excited and i think that's a really smart way to bring value to the initial people that funded town one you know like that is just uh i i have never seen any game give back to <laughs> to their community in such a way that they were going to i mean because think about it if you play a game how many players is five thousand players really you know what i mean and when a game starts getting going you have millions of players so if we're going to be getting in on being able to uh like sell our characters to on like new new uh like onboarding people like that would be really cool and, and, a, and a great way to share the value of your game growing with the the people that are playing it the most very beautiful way to do that clay um but once you sell the character you, you have to sell everything that you bought for that character or do you still keep like you know like let's just say the skins or whatever or like the swords i, I kind of i'm kind of confused on how that works yeah maybe maybe it's more like a package deal type thing you know i have no idea but i think the passage uh marketplace is going to play a huge role in like um distributing like 
what what you're talking about being able to choose maybe yeah maybe you choose just the base character and that's i don't know 50 adam you know and then if you want the the extra skins or whatever you can kind of tack those on or um yeah i don't know see if they're available from another person in the marketplace or something like that but i'm i'm more talking about like sharing the value with the players you know like that's never been done at that scale before so that's that's got me really excited especially because I own a town one character, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, somebody asked a question in the chat. Did you guys see that? Um, what'd they say? Let's see. Let me scroll up. Could second town characters be cheaper since they won't get two airdrops? That was from Jeffrey. Too late now, though, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. The first one they did by like with the whitelist was able to mint it for a lower price, but. For everyone that was not on the whitelist, it went as a Dutch auction where I think it started at 15 Adam or like 12 Adam or something like that. And then it went down slowly, I think, to a minimum of like eight Adam or something like that. Dude, so, I'm so mad I missed out on that. Oh, man. I would have told you. it. I think it lasted about a couple of hours. Like it was definitely open for a little while. And I remember my friend was like, yeah, I'm trying to get down to 10 Adam, you know what I mean? And I was like, ah, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I just I just bought it for whenever I could. And uh, I was scared that people were just like, there was going to be some whale that came and just, you know what I mean? Like, imagine CZ just comes and says, yeah, I'm taking all of these. <laughs> Something like that. Dude, literally, you're like, I'm not missing out on this chance. I'm sniping it. No, I've I mean, seen I would probably would do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen too many mints that like people missed out on um because they went too fast. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm sure you guys wish you were at Ethereum Denver, huh? Oh man. <laughs> it looks sick over there. I'm jealous. That makes me like more FOMO ending into Cosmoverse. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all see the the doge uh i guess what is that a ferrari or something a uh, yeah. lambo the doge lambo that crypto Cito posed by <laughs> yeah so well, what token would you wrap your lambo in when you're your future millionaire in the it's gotta be netta bro netta or juno it, it's gonna have to be wall just for the just for shits and giggles bro just for fun you know they're gonna fucking see this they're gonna see this beautiful car wrapped in such a funny looking you know meme coin that's when you know you made it man wawa and then you can have like the little uh emblem be the three-headed meme coin one that's coming out oh yeah screw it just put all the ibc tokens on the damn car who cares you can details everywhere. <laughs> Wrong answer. All what up, Graham? That's what you're gonna wrap your Lambo in. Cupmos, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Up here. Get your paws ready. You guys want to talk about the white paper or the white pupper, whatever he called it? Um, just for like the noobs and including me, because I don't really understand what everything is happening with him or with that dog. It's going to be an auto compounding like protocol. It looks like 
which I've kind of talked about before. Like, I think that's going to increase the traffic on all these networks and and put more transaction and transactions in those blocks. And like, whenever ETH started getting more transactions for blocks, like y'all see what happened to it? Like, Jesus Christ! So I don't know. That that could be something pretty interesting. I think I don't know. I could be wrong here. Graham, why'd you why'd you drop off again, dude? What if he secretly? That's what I'm saying. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's up here now. Brought him back. Brought him Rug back. radio over here. I'm trying to game and listen to you guys at the same time. Man, that's that's a, like a couple times where it's just been really convenient times to be rugged. Right when we're talking about Putmos, just saying. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so Graham, yeah, Graham, what do you think about the white pupper? I haven't got around to it yet. That's uh, that's a tonight read after this. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, I think I'll just give like a basic breakdown of what I think it kind of is. So, like, pause are the tokens, and it's going to be like a treasury um, of different assets that are set up um, with pause. So, the first asset is going to be Juno, is what it sounds like. And then your pause will generate the staking rewards from all the assets that are in the treasury. Um, so that's why I was saying crypto means it sounds a lot like, you know, some of the stuff we were talking about. Um, and that's why we're able to, to maybe even just fork that code, you know, like we were talking. Um, but so if you followed like what some of the net ideas, it's like you're, you're very familiar with what this might be. So maybe that's why I kind of like I understand what it's going to be. I could be wrong, though, too. But it sounds to see yeah, like a really cool aggregator where like the community is sharing and all the rewards of kind of what's owned by the Treasury. Mm. What do you guys think? I popped it up here in the top. So people can read through it and, you know, share their ideas. Yeah. What time is the space tomorrow? Because I'll read through it tonight and then get back to you. It's uh same time, 6 p.m. And by the way, tomorrow we're going to have Sisla and Omniflix uh, have their team on, kind of share some of the stuff they're doing. And uh, Sisla said he has some cool stuff to share with us. So make sure to show up. Wouldn't be surprised if it's maybe some alpha on some airdrops or some cool NFT stuff or something. So. Get your alpha. With that said, I'm going to get some rest because I've been up for a long time today. Maybe I can get to catch that tomorrow. Oh, good yeah, you, You've been up, up for uh, a whole day now, huh? Better, yeah. better get rest. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Keep doing this stuff. I'm going to keep trying to pop in. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time. Glad to have you back. State side. <laughs> I'm so glad that the paper wasn't like written in his language because then I would definitely not understand a damn thing. Did you see Jay Abby? Like, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Jay Abby translated the whole thing. No, yeah, he did in Putmos language. He's like, I swear I'm not Putmos, but I wrote the Putmos or but I translated the Putmos white paper into his language. My friend Trendy thinks that. um Jay Abby is Putmos, and he's just lying, dude. That'd be funny. I have, I have one, I have one, two people that I think it is. Maybe he seems too busy to me. Like he seems pretty busy with the osmosis stuff, but he could. I mean, he could be doing it in the background. You never know. Never <laughs> underestimate him. Does anyone know anything more about the raccoon drop? R A C. Like when that's coming out, what's what it's about? Like it looks like a AI generated NFT project or something like that. So 
I wonder what they're gonna do with that. Did you register ever? Did you claim it? I don't I think it's available it. to claim yet. You have to register though. You have to like go to that little website oh, yeah, thing yeah. and register your wallet. And then on the twenty eighth, they uh, burn anybody who hasn't who didn't claim, and then they distribute the rest. And yeah, I think it's like tokens and NFTs. It's seems seems kind of fun. <laughs> Send all these meme coins about to start dropping. But yeah, NFTs yeah. with it, that's kind of cool too. You know, that makes a little, little more value. If anything, mm. if anything, it's just so much stuff. So much stuff happening on the twenty eighth. It's like, how can Adam not moon next month, dude? It's going to be crazy. I don't know. I guess Adam really has nothing to do with it. Like Juno would probably just go crazy next month. I don't know, dude. Evmos next month because yeah. the twenty eighth. So all the projects will be like first launching on Evmos will be you know immediately following that. You know, and then there's probably be something else that we don't see coming. I feel like by then Omniflix should be launched. Probably another one. We'll have Stargaze going in March. Dude, it's gonna be nuts. What's going on, Tim? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good. good. Thank you. So I was I was curious about uh some of these drops. So I've been hearing about a lot of airdrops going on with Cosmos and I guess I'm trying to figure out what the requirements are and how to get involved in some of those. I'm still new to the ecosystem. So I'm trying to figure out how to get on board with those. Came to the right place, my friend. <laughs> First off, welcome to the IBC gang. I appreciate it. Uh, you're going to come for the airdrops. You're going to stay for the tech and the friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so the, the airdrops are always different on what the requirements are. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually when, when an airdrop comes out, it's kind of like 50-50. They either tell you, hey, we've already taken a snapshot and this is what the airdrop's going to be. Or some will give you a little heads up, say, hey, we're going to take a snapshot. Um, but most of the time they won't tell you requirements ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but the, most of the airdrops that they do are for stakers. Um, so you always want to be staking your at some Atom, some Juno, um, some Osmo. Um, those are the main ones that are getting airdrops right now. Um, and then also if you have the opportunity and the means to, uh, doing some liquidity providing on osmosis and Juno swap, um, seem to be another good way to get some targeted airdrops as well. Do you have any, uh, Adam or Juno or any of those Cosmos assets staked currently? I have gotten some because I saw something that said you had to have at least a one of them, you had to have at least a minimum of, of five atoms. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I have more than that, but I've gotten some Osmo as well. So I have some atom stake, and I was going to LP some of the atom and Osmo, you know, to try to be in there. So it was starting to look like there were some primary ones that I needed to have. And is there typically a, a certain number? of those that you've seen that you need to have? Um, yeah, so there's two kind of airdrops. They, there's one that's kind of just a relative to how many coins that you have staked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one, which is kind of just like a stake drop. There's also another style called just like a fair drop, okay. where if you meet that minimum, um, no matter how much you have, as long as you met that minimum, everybody gets the same. Okay. Um, so I think like a, just a good, safe you know, area to be in just minimum wise is a five to 10 Adam, a 25 to 50 Juno. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with LPing, I'm not sure that we've seen a minimum um, 
really it just kind of goes to how much you have there. Okay. So whatever you can kind of afford and whatever you're willing to put up in there. Um, but also I'm not sure if you're familiar, another um air network that's been starting to get airdrops for staking is secret as well. Okay. Okay. So that's another one to get into. They're more of like a privacy first, privacy by default network. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty cool. They've got a lot of fun stuff going on over there already with NFTs. Um, so you should definitely look into staking some secret if you can as well. Got it. Okay. It's it's also worth noting that when you stake with any chain, it's always best to stake with um, outside of the top ten to help with decentralization. Um, you don't want to stake with exchange validators. They are often excluded from airdrops or uh, validators that offer the 0% commission are kind of seen as like, you know, not the not the greatest con- like way to contribute to the network. So at least somebody that charges like 1%, ideally 5%, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just staying away from um, the top 10 and looking for relayers. Like I know Cephalopod, um, is a relayer. There's a few other ones uh, like Strange Love Ventures is Jack's validator. So he, he does a lot of contributing to the network. So basically looking on Twitter is where you find out about all the alpha okay. and you'll see that like golden ratio staking. Um, there, there's just a lot of validators that are really active in the, in the um, uh, ecosystem and it's, it's good to support them because they do a lot of work. Okay. I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, the atom I have is staked with trusted node, so they definitely aren't in the, they aren't in the top ten. So I need to get some Juno. So you said maybe ten, just at a minimum, good number, ten to fifteen Juno. You said uh, I would say 25 20, to 50. 20, 25 to fifty Juno. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The most recent airdrop for Neta. Um, which turned out to be a really, really uh, sizable airdrop for people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the minimum staked requirement was 25. So okay. at the time, that was only 250 bucks, but now that's a little higher. So we might see some requirements go lower, but um, we also just might see that 25 Juno be kind of like the standard going forward. Right. Gotcha. So just to be safe, if you if you have the, the ability to do so, you know, it's not a bad bet on your future either because, man, oh, man, <laughs> Juno special, and they already got really uh really juicy staking rewards so okay you won't be disappointed that's what i did is i staked uh like a you know whatever i could afford and then use the um staking rewards to kind of get up to what minimum i wanted to have you know mm-hmm. so that's that's how i did it is um yeah i just use the staking rewards and uh you know sometimes i'll i'll do different things with the lp rewards like you either compound them or put them into a different chain, stuff like that on osmosis. And I'm looking forward to the raw airdrop that's coming out on JunoSwap and then starting to earn rewards in raw. And that, that'll start being really lucrative, I think. Okay. The look at it. It's like a airdrop criteria thing that you can look over. Um, say that again. You were, you were breaking up. Oh, I, I pinned up something up here to the top of the chat. Okay. It's like a airdrop criteria got it got it hopefully that helps yeah yeah every every little bit helps and i because i think did i see that netta was something that was recently airdropped was over a thousand dollars if i'm not mistaken or several hundred dollars per coin 
it's currently over two thousand dollars per coin. Um, yeah, now where if you had twenty five stakes, every you got one. Uh-huh. Um, and then if you also were participating in governance proposals and voting, mm-hmm. uh, that's where some really good bonuses came in. So, um, if you voted on one proposal, you got an, a bonus of ten more neta. Wow. Um, so that was a total of 11. Exactly. So it pays to participate <laughs> and be involved. Um, and then also, too, they even gave like a little extra 0.2 net of bonus for people who were delegating uh, outside of the top delegators to give them a little incentive for helping decentralize the network. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So now, do you have to do you give up any of your tokens when you vote? You do not at all. You see, so you keep all of your tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, so your voting power ends up being however many you have tokens you have. Stake. Okay, I see. One, one token equals one vote. Gotcha. Um, and to vote, it does have a little transactions. So you have to pay some gas fees, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take any of your your uh, your stake tokens. Okay. It just says, hey, I have 100 tokens stake, so I get 100 votes. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Man. Yeah. Okay, so I need to. I need to get some Juno. I think there's like thirty dollars a piece now. Yeah, it's been running up. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Juno's gonna be really special. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, well, I appreciate. And then it. just a little. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <clears throat> and just a little like more insight on the voting part too. So when you delegate your tokens to a validator, um, they have they by default have your voting power. Okay. Um. So however they vote, they vote with your with your tokens. Mm-hmm. But if you vote yourself, you can override their vote. And you can vote against them. You can vote with them however you want. So it's kind of like, you know, like how we have, you know, like the United States, like it's a democracy where, you you know, you have your representatives. Uh-huh. But on the flip side, too, if you, if you disagree with them, you can actually go vote yourself, which is really cool and really empowering. Yeah, it it, it seems like a, a really, I guess I would say, in, intuitive and just a really great ecosystem that they have it's yeah it's been phenomenal so. yeah there's some some big brains that uh made all of this possible and some more uh, some more big brains that started adding in on top of that so we're lucky to be a part of this right absolutely okay well i definitely appreciate it guys yeah i appreciate it i'll, I'll be back i'll be listening in trying to learn more about cosmo and like you said come for the airdrop information and Stay for the friends and alpha. So, yes, sir. Yeah, glad to glad to have you here, and you know, thanks for coming up on here and and uh, talking with us and asking questions. Yeah, absolutely. So, thanks for coming up, man. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did Morpheus have a question? I think Morpheus wanted to talk. Hey, thank you, thank you, folks. Um, yeah, I just wanted to understand a little bit more about. Hey, Tim, how are you? Hey, buddy, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Hey, folks, I just wanted to understand a bit more about um, the, the the ecosystem uh, in general. And I'm relatively new to crypto and the DeFi space, and I've sort of been studying a little bit about the stable coin and you know UST and and the Luna um, has definitely sparked a lot of my interest. And then, obviously, as a result, Luna or the Terra ecosystem being on the Cosmos IBC, um, you know, made me delve into into this a little bit deeper. Um, I have to say I was, I used um, the Osmo, um, Osmo Dex, and I found it to be very intuitive as a first time user. And this is coming from someone who's very new to crypto, right? I've only used it probably a couple of times in different blockchains. So I'm very new 
I thought Osmo was very straightforward, simple, and user friendly. So uh, definitely, um, you know, can think that it's very easy to use compared to a couple of others that I used. Um, just around the, co- uh, the the actual Cosmos uh, IBC space, I just wanted to understand a little bit around the technicalities. For example, um, the way I understand it is like you know, there's an SDK. You know, if you want to build a blockchain, you could do that um, over Cosmos using the SDK or the toolkit, so to speak. Um, and I mean, I'm not, I don't have a technical background, so I just wanted to understand around, you know, the security component and the speed component and the, and the finality component. Uh, a lot of that is determined mostly by the blockchain once they build it. But how does, you know, the ecosystem support all of that aside from the SDK. Not sure if I'm framing that very correctly, but yeah, just wanted to get more ideas around the technical aspect of the ecosystem. Yeah, so I think it's a very good question. I think though the answer to your question is the reason for the, the, the whole ecosystem can support that is because of the Cosmos SDK, um, because it gets everybody kind of playing with the same rules on the same playing field. And having like all all the chains have the same consensus mechanism, and all are have a high security uh, consensus mechanism. So everybody's run not having like different consensuses, so they can't come to agreement. There's not proof of stake versus proof of work. Um, everybody's kind of on the same page. It's like imagine you're driving on on a road, and you have different with rules with different people. It doesn't work like that. So with Cosmos, everybody kind of is playing by the same rules um, at the base layer. So even though they can kind of adjust and do their own things on top when they start getting application specific, everybody is kind of in line with what they're doing and kind of playing by the same rules. So that's kind of why it allows Cosmos to keep expanding while like maintaining that base security, um, that base speed, and that base like IBC communication protocol as more and more chains come on um, and stay true to like what the Cosmos SDK is. So I'm not sure if that kind of answers your question a little bit or if you know if you have more questions with them after that, but. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Tricky. Um, yeah, it, it, it does. Uh, so in a sense, you're using, you, you have these characteristics that come with the SDK around the security and the scalability and, and you know, uh, the speed of the transactions, et cetera. They, they remain consistent across the IBC and, and across all the blockchains that are built on the Cosmos. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So there can be, you know, people can modify the SDK to kind of do different things that fit, you know, their use case. Um, but everybody stays true to that. That's the, you know, the same core values that make the SDK so successful. Uh, and, and in terms of, you know, how the um, the validator nodes, uh, et cetera. So how many validators or is it, is it like a distributed network or how many validators does the or how does that piece work? So again, I'm not technically savvy, so I'm not sure how it works. Does each blockchain have a set of validators for themselves, um, or is it you know like shared with the Cosmos IBC? Yeah, good question. And uh, just you know, like right there, no worries. Like most of us here, like I don't think any of us are really devs, um, but we're you know, so we're not like pros at this. But we've had a, fortunate enough to learn from a lot of people in the community. Um, so to your question, each network does have its own set of validators. Um, I think by design, I don't think there's necessarily, a, I think the minimum is like three or five, but usually there's at least a hundred validators that are in what they call the active set. Um, so to be in that active set, you have to be delegated um, <clears throat> in the top, like a hundred of the validators 
delegated the most tokens. So then you're in that trusted set of validators that have enough stake in the network um, to be trusted to start validating those. Yeah, no, awesome. That does answer my question. Oh, yeah. um, okay. With regards to, um, sorry, you're saying something? Um, sorry, my phone, I had like a little alarm go off, so it cut me off, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> you're good. No, okay, good, thanks. And then, but then two, um, like you're kind of thinking yeah. about the shared security with Cosmos. So that right now isn't a thing, um, but that's actually going to be coming here in a future update where, you know, it's it's really expensive to, for a new network to kind of set up, you know, there are all these validators and, you know, have this, you know, enough economic, you know, value to have a secure network. So what uh, new chains are going to be able to do is spin up and actually rent out security from the Cosmos chain itself. So they don't have to worry about, you know, all those overhead expenses. They can kind of just deploy a chain and then say, hey, Cosmos validators, like I'll pay you a fee to secure my network as well. Right. So you could, they could choose either route they wish. Correct. So, yeah, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Polkadot ecosystem, um, but whereas Polkadot is kind of like, hey, to be part of like the Polkadot ecosystem, you have to opt in and, you know, have one of these parachain slots and, you know, be paying for the network. Everything in Cosmos is kind of like opt in. So they give out like the Cosmos SDK is like a public good that anybody can use and anybody can build with. And then there's advantages that the Cosmos hub itself provides now and even more in the future that are all, nothing is forced, it's all opt-in. So it's like, you know, more public goods that you choose to do by choice. So, you know, it's kind of like the libertarian view of like with government, you you only want to pay for what's useful to you. You don't want to be forced into anything, you know, and you don't want to pay for things that aren't useful or, you know, effective. So that's what's really cool about the Cosmos Hub is they provide all these tools for free. But then they're also going to have all these other services that people can opt into as well. Awesome. Okay. Um, am I correct in saying the more distributed the validators or, or the nodes or the network itself, um, the more, in theory, the more decentralized it is. Yeah. So that's kind of like the one point I think you could argue for like a, a central point in the Cosmos ecosystem is that there is a limited number of validators. Um, but that all that validator set is not set in stone. It's continuously going up as kind of upgrades are made to the SDK and, you know, the network can make changes that add on validators that don't, create negative effects um so it's it's definitely something that we're always here always conscious about so when we do delegate we don't just delegate to like the most popular validators we always try to delegate to the ones who are on the lower end so that no validator or validator group ends up with too much voting power um you know to have too much say or control over any network um and how does it work in terms of say a validator is you know not acting in um um what's the right term and, and the benefit of, of the ecosystem uh, and does something that's not going to benefit, um, does he then, you know, get blacklisted or get punished or things like that? Or how does that work? Yeah, exactly. So when they're being like a bad actor and have like malicious intent to cause harm to the network, um, there's definitely like checks in place to do that. So what it's, I'm not, I don't know the exact details, but um, it's called slashing. So what they'll do is like, say someone's trying to double spend, um, or maybe even the validator is just kind of going down and not being efficient and they're not, they're missing blocks. So they're not really being a benefit to the network. They're kind of holding the network back. Um, you can, the, the validator can get slashed. So what that means is all of the delegators that are being, that are delegating to that validator have part of their stake that's slashed. So that means if you're getting slashed, <clears throat> people aren't going to want to delegate to you because they're losing money. So that's one thing that incentivizes the validators to, to, behave well because one they're going to lose like economic value by behaving badly so there's it's set in a way that 
it's not in their benefit to behave badly. And two, if you're getting slashed for whatever reason, people are going to delegate elsewhere, which also in turn affects the economic return of validators as well. Awesome. No, thank you. That all, all of that makes sense. It's in quite in, in largely in line with what would normally happen. This is just an extra benefit of you know choosing to uh, have the IBC, and you can sort of get a sort of a quick start into setting up your blockchain. Yeah. No. Exactly. Okay. Um. I, um. Again. Pardon my technical uh, ignorance, but with regards to you know the type of proof of stake um, mechanisms, because I, I, I understand there's a number of them. There's one like the basic proof of stake, meaning um, whoever has you know the most um, stake coins and value, um, you know, is is sort of has the more power. And then there's other different ones: effective proof of stake and secure proof of stake. Is what I've sort of heard but i'm not you know so does there's a chain that starts on or decides to go down the path of setting up a a blockchain on the cosmos ibc uh, can they choose their own you know proof of stake mechanism so that may be a little bit over my head but i think that that's one of the flexibilities in the cosmos sdk is as long as they stay like intact with a few like main rules that enable them to be interoperable with the rest of the network, you can modify your blockchain to do other things and do other whatever you want it to be. Um, so I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me. Um, but that's like that's what the like I said, one of the great things about the Cosmos SDK. There's so much flexibility to it. It gives you those basic tools to just right from the get go have and have access to rather than starting from the ground up. Um, and then being able to have access to all these other chains and this whole ecosystem, but you can still modify it to what, you know, suits your needs. No, awesome. Thank you. Um, hope, um, yeah, hope, hope those questions were not really silly. Uh, like I said, I don't have a great technical background, but I'm trying to try to read about it and tried watching videos about it just to get some concepts, uh, right. Because I think, um, for someone like me, who's come from TradFi and trying to get into DeFi, um, the barrier is, is large in terms of there's a steep learning curve, especially if you don't have a technical background. So I'm just trying to sort of iron, um, you know, or brush up on, on, on those things in my head. Um, so no, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, of course, no worries. And those were all great questions, actually. Um, those are, you know, really, I think you, I'd even say kind of, you know, like higher level questions when you're someone that's, for say, that's someone that's new into the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, so it's great that you're digging in that deep and, you know, trying to really understand the Cosmos ecosystem. Because once you do dig in and you understand it and you, you realize it and you get invested, you're going to, you won't regret it. And you're going to continue to dive deeper and you're going to be amazed at all the things that, you know, can happen in this space, you know, especially coming from traditional DeFi, you know, I think you've already seen it with osmosis, like, you know, not only was it easy for you, like as a user experience to get involved, but I think you're kind of seeing like the the monetary incentives to be there as well. Oh, I was blown away just how easily I could convert my UST to Luna or, and, and, and things like that, you know, I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm still new, so I'm still getting used to the actual how how liquidity pools work, staking works. So I had like you know two hundred dollars worth of um, investment in there, just playing around with you know some in some in staking, some in liquidity, just getting the experience of it. And yeah, that's yeah, Osmo was like amazing. I was just very easily, and there's no cost to transferring that as well. Like you know, it was great. It was only small cost when I 
transferred, I think, from Terra Station wallet onto my Kepler wallet. It was a small Luna um, transaction fee. But apart from that, transferring within the Osmo was very, very smooth. Yeah, like I think people coming and think hearing about all this Ethereum, fee- Ethereum fees and stuff, they're, you know, blown, like you said, blown away at how little it is. But there's the user experience that allows it to be so seamless and so easy. It really allows you to focus on what you're doing and learning, you know, what's important rather than learning how to use, lose, use the interface. You know, you can just hit, get in there and just boop, boop, boop and focus on liquidity providing, staking, what osmosis is, you know, how to do IBC transfer. So it's, it's cool to hear that, you know, someone like you said, you know, you were newer and it's just been an easy onboarding experience for you and you're enjoying it and you're, you're here learning more, too. So. We uh we appreciate you and we uh, welcome you to the IBC gang. Thanks, guys. Hey, one more thing I just meant to ask with with, with regards to um, Atom being the uh, native token for Cosmos. Is that correct? So uh, Atom is the native native token for the Cosmos hub itself. Yeah. Uh, that one chain, but each chain has its own token as well. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, totally. Um. So with Atom, how does the tokenomics work and is it like you know fixed supply or you know is it like a certain inflation per annum or how does the supply mechanism of some of those some of those key coins work or even the osmo coin for example yeah so i'm not an expert on atom uh, tokenomics but i know that it's dynamic inflation so the inflation rate changes depending on uh, various factors in the the ecosystem um, but i do know that there's been hints uh, out there that they're talking about changing uh, the tokenomics model um, because of the direction that we've, we're starting to head and where we're at now it calls for something different um, so they want to be flexible and adapt and make sure that the cosmos hub is in the best position to succeed um, so I think if you go, if you, there's definitely some websites that are like official. If you go to like one of the Cosmos Hub websites, you can find some some more material that'll give you specifics on what the uh, tokenomics are. Um, but it's not it's not capped. It's inflationary, uh, but it's dynamic inflationary. So that the st- the inflation rate is always changing. Yeah. No. Awesome. Thank you. And and I, I believe all these uh, some of the some of the names we uh, our team just spoke about. Like Juno, um, Secret, and uh, Osmo, all, all all those tokens, um, they're all they're all they're, they're all their separate individual blockchains, and the native code tokens of those blockchains. Is that correct? Exactly. So in Cosmos, okay. pretty much every project is going to have their own chain. Um, Terra is kind of unique, and it has a lot of other projects built on top of it with their own tokens as well. Um, not to say that isn't possible in the Cosmos ecosystem, and there's actually a chain. Um, like that right now called Juno, that's going to kind of be like the Ethereum of Cosmos. Um, but the whole goal and idea of Cosmos is scalability, like horizontally. So instead of building vertically on top of a chain forever, um, you can just spin up your own chain and have access to all the throughput. So there's definitely going to be those second layer projects that are built on those application specific chains. Um, but most projects are going to be better off having their own blockchain and not relying on being a layer two, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, it just helps me just asking these questions. Give me, gives me clarity of thought. Like uh, I'm on the right track is, is, is sort of gives me that bit of a, a confidence around that, that, you know, what I read in, in practical uh, sense is, is, is all making sense. And my theory that I understand it is, is correct. No, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Um, I just, uh, yeah, step down and keep listening and come back if I have questions. Morpheus, uh, before you leave, uh, make sure to follow Tricky 
and this uh, Cosmos, this Twitter, and also Clay, um, they provide a lot of value to the space, and they're pretty well trusted people in the community. So before you do anything that you you're not really sure of, don't feel bad and just you know hit them up, message them whatever whatever questions you got. And also we have a, we have a Telegram room that we dedicate a lot of time to uh, for helping people with any questions there. So feel free to join the Telegram room too. It's it's posted here in the top of the space. Sure, we'll do. Thank you so much. Yeah. And for everyone that's listening, um, do us a, a quick favor and uh, share the room, re- uh, tweet about it so we can get some more people in here like Morpheus that have any questions, you know, introduce them to the IBC gang. Yeah, I think like what's important for uh, people to re- feel is like that it's OK to learn in public. Um, not everybody has the answer to everything and is going to know everything. Uh, we us up here definitely don't have the answers to everything, um, but we've been able to learn a lot just by you know being in these spaces, talking with other people, sharing information with each other, bouncing ideas off each other, um, you know, and really just like creating this safe place for everybody to come and you know be able to ask questions and learn. So, you know, we always want people to come up here, ask questions if you have them. If you have knowledge you want to share, when people have questions, feel free to come up and share that as well too. We appreciate all you guys and. You know, we're the IBC gang for a reason. Yeah, like for real. Like the first time I talked to Tricky, I was like, "Holy crap, this guy knows!" <laughs> and I have to as much as I can because you never know. You never know. Tricky might become a dev, and one of these days, it'll be too busy for us. <laughs> no way, man. No way. Those are some great questions, and and awesome answers tricky like that was a great explanation of everything cosmos like spot on thanks friends i'm uh yeah i'm glad glad morpheus came up there because i'm pretty you know if he has those questions there's still other people that are having those questions and there's new people coming into cosmos every day so it's always hey. good and we can talk about those things tricky let me interrupt you a little bit so in our telegram room we have this bot that his name is randy um if you want to participate in the giveaways that we do live um you just click under the uh, particip- you click under Randy's message. There's a little button that says participate, and it'll enter you into the giveaway. So just for those that are that are keep, uh, you know, uh, asking what the heck is Randy and how do I, you know, participate? You don't have to do the slash Randy thing. <laughs> I see you, crypto crypto mayor. He's like, what the heck is this? It's not that hard, but yeah, you'll get it, dude. All the bots that you can have in like Telegrams and Discords are so cool make like the experience like super fun super easy and just like engaging yes and you're working pretty hard on getting our discord set up so for the people that are here um we usually do everything in our telegram but we're creating a really nice um setup on discord that's going to keep everything organized and keep everyone like you know happy in that space tricky's working pretty hard on that one it's not 100 percent ready right tricky but it soon will be hashtag soon <laughs> yeah it's uh it's been fun i kind of never really made a room before but then kind of just dived into it and messed around with a bunch of stuff watching videos read some articles and boom you know <laughs> got us a room going and you have different rooms for like um basically when we host rooms on wednesdays for uh, noobs and stuff newbies um we have uh even like mental health room like we have everything going on there. We're we're gonna get it ready for everybody soon. Mental health is super important. It'll be a great place to like come and, and ask those questions or, or find resources. 
kind of like an information hub for for Cosmos and everything IBC. So that, that's exciting to be a part of. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna have links and everything there because when uh, people that are new come to the the space, they're like, okay, where can I get these official links? You know, I don't want to click on the wrong thing. And we're gonna have everything ready for you guys there. Plus, like, I don't know, the the bots on Discord are way better than the ones on on Telegram. Like, it's so hard finding a really nice bot on Telegram that does the stuff that we want to do. Crypto Mary, you're still at work, huh? <laughs> Everyone's going crazy in that room right now on Telegram. We have a game running. We have a giveaway running. So everyone's kind of busy over there. Trendy, how you doing, man? We got shade on Monday. Anybody excited about that? I mean, it's not. You're only going to get twenty percent of what the what what's on the airdrop, but um, you know, it's exciting to to get that ball rolling and maybe stake those coins, get some rewards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think yeah, shade's going to be cool. So they're just dropping shade, right? Like the like twenty percent of the shade now, and no silk or anything, right? I wish Trendy would come up here. He has a lot of um, information about Shade, honestly. Trendy. I don't know. I don't know much about it. Like, I know that it's going to be like a stable, an algorithmic stable coin, like backed by a basket of assets. But yeah, other than that, I don't really know. Bro, what you cooking, bro? Share what you're. What are you eating? Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating uh, a Sammy sandwich. I just had one of those uh, spicy chickens from McDonald's. They're pretty good, man. I mean, they don't compare to Chick-fil-A or anything, but hey, they're pretty good. Y'all are making me hungry. I haven't had dinner, actually. I just remembered. Oh, God. You gotta get something to eat, bro. I think that meme that Gaines posted where the guy was walking around and it was all like me while I'm on Cosmos spaces. <laughs> like he was walking on the roof or like, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I do that all the time, man. Like while I'm talking, I'm like doing random stuff and like, <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, oh yeah. I used to do the same thing when I'd be on the phone with my, with my wife, same thing, just walking around the whole house, random ass places. The good old days when you used to like, you know, wait till like 9 p.m. to start chatting for free, you know? Oh, yeah. The family and friends nights and weekends. <laughs> Dang. That was the days, man. Like my dad was all get off the phone. And it was like, it's seven o'clock. And it's like, it's free now. <laughs> they changed it. <laughs> That's funny. Back when there was no such thing as block. Well, I mean, cryptocurrency, at least. Didn't even have to worry about checking our, you know, wallets and airdrops. We had so much time on our hands to do whatever we wanted. Now it's almost it's like consumes a lot of my time, dude. But it's fun. That's why I like that you we have the mental health because like sometimes it can get overwhelming, dude. Like I remember my friend was like, man, I'm so tired and burned out of like grinding these discords. And it's like, bro, it's, it's okay to take a break. You know, it's like. They're not really paying us, you know what I mean? But it, I don't know. It, it there is a lot of information 
especially in IBC. And when you fall down that rabbit hole, I, I do feel like it becomes almost like a full-time job, but just one that you like enjoy. And uh, I don't know. That's, that's why I think we're all here is like, we really enjoy this um, like information and sharing it with people because it's just like such a powerful technology to change the world. But at the same time, it's a lot of work knowing all this stuff, like, and retaining that knowledge and uh, sharing it accurately with others is, is uh, sometimes uh, stressful too. So yeah, like I just stress mental health, like take a break, like exercise 30 minutes a day, you know, brush your teeth, like everything that you should do to like, make sure that you're at top physical condition because like if you are investing money and you like expect to reap the rewards in five or 10 years and your body is not like it doesn't have the strength to like actually enjoy that money and stuff you know what i mean like yeah like it, like we all like have we all probably have jobs where you sit in front of a computer and like sitting is they say sitting is the new smoking like it's just very bad on your like heart and back and and everything and and i think you really do need to take the time to understand how to like keep your body at a hundred percent or else you know you're investing for nothing really you're investing for your family because you know you're not really going to be able to enjoy it so if you want to be able to enjoy it just take that time for your mental health and give yourself that uh uh do, do yourself a favor you're a hundred percent right bro like think about it think about it man like how much time do we spend in front of a computer not just at work but like on crypto right or your phone just constantly like looking and looking on twitter and doing research but at the same time you're you're sacrificing a lot of your time that you could be devoting to like getting your health better exercising if you're gonna look at your portfolio or you know go on twitter just do it while you're walking at least or just something you know get active on a treadmill i don't know yeah exactly it's it's kind of like in finding where in your day you can inject that because we're all really busy but like taking the time to to eat healthier like go to the grocery store instead of go to fast food like like finding that time is is not only valuable to like you but it's valuable to your family because you're going to live longer and be able to provide them more value so that's kind of how i think like you know when i invest like i why why invest if you're not really gonna take the steps to keep yourself healthy long enough to enjoy it that's my that's what i that's how i think say when people think about like retiring right they look forward to that age when they're like over 60 something years old but by that time you're gonna be just very brittle very slow like yeah i, I definitely don't want to be in that in that position I want to take care of my body as much as I can. Yoga is a really good way, especially like during these spaces and stuff. Just sit on the floor, stretch your legs and stretch your arms out. And really, um, like it's all about uh, blood flow, man. Like getting blood where it needs to go so that it takes that fat and it, it like processes it instead of letting it sit there and you get fatter you know what i mean and then you get more unhealthy and it's like a big domino effect but honestly as long as you uh take the time to stretch like honestly i probably stretch probably like a total of six hours a day just throughout my day just kind of uh doing it for like 15 minutes or like the the 
to combat sitting, like you're supposed to stand like at least five minutes of every hour. So um, just keeping that in your mind and, and like kind of tying it to drinking water, like, oh, I need to drink my water this hour to kind of like get to that point. Like avoiding sugary sodas is definitely the way to go. And I know it's very hard. Like whenever I quit soda, like it, I had some real withdrawals, you know, like I, I found myself getting very angry at people because I wasn't drinking a soda. And like that took like a few weeks to get over. Um, so, I, you know, I suggest just kind of noticing that stuff about your body and then you'll be more likely to be like, OK, what can I do that that makes me feel healthy and not like a like a slob or slow or whatever? That's that's it's important. Mental health is very, very important. You should never discount it or think like, oh, I'm fine. I'm tough. You know, people are emotional and uh, that's just by nature. So you shouldn't feel bad or think you're better than that. It's uh, it's something that you have to take care of because you're not a machine. You're you're an organic like being <laughs> and it's a little bit different than how we think about like how we handle like robots and stuff like that. But yeah, just super important. Well said, bro. Well said. Yeah, so like we were saying earlier, we're we're gonna have a nice little Discord set up to make your life easier. Um, you know, we dedicated a lot of time already to doing our research and hopefully we can uh put all that stuff in one area on Discord to save you guys some time. Oh, look at this. Uh tricky pin something to the top, Evmos airdrop. Really important for the Ethereum community to look at this, because you're probably one of the one of the uh, people that qualify for the airdrop. Yeah, and like the thing is, is you know, us cosmonauts, we're very aware of airdrops. <laughs> you know, we're, we're always looking for them when they're coming out and getting that alpha. Um, but a lot of the people in the Ethereum community are going to have no idea about this. So, if you guys can, you guys should head up there, retweet it, tag anybody you know that's an Ethereum user. Um, because they're about to get a little extra stimmy check. You know, we don't want them to miss out on it. Um, we also want to try to bring them into, you know, the IBC gang and let them see how great Cosmos is. Because as soon as they get over here, even if they want to dump their, their Evmos tokens, they're going to have to go do that probably on Osmosis, you know. <laughs> and they're going to have to experience how co <clears throat> easy and smooth and efficient and fun co the co Cosmos ecosystem is and Osmosis and all the chains they have access to. And they'll probably end up staying. So, you know, I think that we need to, you know, really find a way to get their eyes on this and get them in here and, you know, try to get more people in the IBC gang. So let's let's do it, guys. Let's get it out there. Let's let them know. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely be sharing this with my friends that are still in Ethereum. Is, there, is like where's where do ETH heads like congregate? You know what I mean? Like open thing. <laughs> like here in, in Cosmos, we, we like cosmonauts really like these spaces, but I don't really see a lot of ETH heads. Like, are they on Reddit or are they in Discord? Like, where can we go to find these people and be like, hey, check this. You might have an airdrop. I'm thinking Reddit, but I don't know. I know where they're at. They're on the um, Ethereum gas fee website, checking how much it costs to send Ethereum in and out. <laughs> <laughs> so, though there there are some spaces that pop up 
once in a while, but since basically you're following like 99% like IBC gang, probably you don't see many pop up. <laughs> that is very true. Because yeah, they're they're on Twitter. If we find, you know, we just follow gotta follow the the degenerate and a bomb into some of their Twitter spaces, <laughs> and we'll definitely find some Ethereum people. But <laughs> I think that's an easy way too. Is just some of those NFT communities, like they're all using Ethereum, you know, and they've all used OpenSea, so they're gonna have some some Evmos in the rec drop. So, you know, that's like some, you know, an easy way to spread the word. And, you know, maybe they can take that Edmos, go to Osmosis, turn it into stars and get an NFT on stars. You know, like how cool would that be? Like that's that's beneficial for Edmos, for Osmosis and for stars and for all those people that are doing it. Hey, Tricky, I saw a post and I I'm, I don't remember what NFT project it was, but it was on ETH. And they were saying that because they bought these, and I think it was like seven ETH that they bought them for, and they were staking them, they earned like a native currency for that NFT. And they were able to like sell that. And they were like saying that they turned like seven ETH into like 115 ETH doing that using these in-game like or like in NFTs currencies. You know what I mean? Like either by buying like rewards or like selling that token directly or something. I didn't really understand that part of it, but that's, I mean, if that's true, I, I would love for something like that to happen in Cosmos where like, for instance, with Strange Clan, we stake the Strange Clan character and we get Paz G like in like income or for staking it rewards. And then we're able to take that Paz G and sell it on passage for real Adam or real Juno. And, uh, like that, that makes me really excited because just like I said earlier, like we're going to see people become full-time gamers. Like they're going to be like, man, I really want to play this game, but I have to go to work. And then they're going to be like, but I'm starting to make more money in this game than I am at work. So it's like, you know, what do you do at that point? Um, what a great problem to have. Right. I know. And it's going to happen. Like, I know it's going to happen this way. And like, honestly, I want to become like the strange, the strange clan fucking like, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I want to start like some big community and just get so involved with it that it just consumes all my time. And uh, that would be really cool because I think that like, imagine we can host this space in like, we can do it on Twitter, but then we can like have an echo of it on inside the strange clan. Like, you know, there's a room where you can go and like chill with your cosmonauts and their like strange clan NFT as their, you know, uh, their representatives that. And like you're just in a room with everybody chilling and looking at everybody's characters and like what they have on and um, their items and stuff. And that, that just sounds so cool, dude. So I want to immerse myself in that and um, yeah, become a full time gamer. That's like. Like a, a mix between like an in real life experience and like, you know, still having a digital experience because people are still able to go to a destination and use characters and like, you know, do things and like still be, be together with people, but you're still digital. So like that's that's like such a good idea. Clay. Like yeah. having, having like a little like amphitheater area, a little concert hall or. Dude, just imagine an NFT out. fight or the Super Bowl <laughs> in Strange Clan. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, you can you can go into this world and there's a screen there, you know, and then you just watch the screen and uh, like, you know, you'll have the option to dock it to your screen. So it's like full screen. You know what I mean? Like 
you want to watch the thing and not be in the game, that's cool. You could do that too. Or it'll be like uh, those uh, concerts in um, uh, Fortnite. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you've ever seen those, but there's just a bunch of people like swinging their hammer, like, you know, jumping around and, and uh, you know, I think that can be really cool for Strange Clan. And uh, I, there's actually been like experiences that I've heard about in, in some of these spaces uh, in Decentraland that are kind of like that. It's kind of like she was saying that everybody goes in there and like looks at what everybody's wearing. You know what I mean? Because like the OGs have all like the they're like dripped out and like everything really expensive. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so it just it, like it's going to be an interactive way for everybody to. Uh, enjoy content together uh, talk about it and share experiences just like this and like yeah i i'm super excited for it because i think that we can become a pretty good clan in the in the strange clan um world and uh like have people work for us and stuff It'd be cool ibc gang clan hell yeah but yeah dude like there was over, like multiple millions of people watching travis scott when he did his yeah, uh yeah. Thing in Fortnite, you know so people definitely like will come and do that you know and, and like in my real life job and my day job my fiat mining stuff <laughs> uh, i've actually been like trying to like lead a project for my work like we're trying to figure out how to do it actually having like that something like that for our industry in decentraland um because well, people did, you see, that did you see they have like a thing for that like strange clan has a meeting like, have you ever seen those meetings that they have where they shoot each other with guns and stuff? I have not. Like in that, they have like this white room that looks like a big office. And yeah, they often have meetings in there. So I think that they, I think that's separate from Strange Clan, like a Paz G kind of service. But they were saying like, yeah, this is the future of like team meetings. Like you're in this little like virtual world having a meeting and it can just turn into like, you know, like, in real life, when you like, because I've been in uh, like tech support jobs and stuff, they always shoot each other with dart guns and stuff. But yeah, you could just pull out a first person shooter and shoot people. It's pretty cool um, with like golf balls and stuff, so you don't die. But like, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, dude. Uh, just like you're saying, you're, we're going to have these meetings in these uh, virtual worlds, and it's just going to be pretty wild. Our graphic designer is actually working on creating like, a metaverse office for us. We don't know how we feel about it yet, <laughs> but <laughs> it sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, it could be like one of those things where they're like, okay, everybody log into your metaverse account and it's just really awkward and stupid. But like crypto makes that kind of like like it just like let's come together for an organic reason. You know what I mean? Like not not like we're not in this little space trying to like each other. You know what I mean? It's like you find common interests with uh crypto and and that's that's why i like crypto so much it's like you know if you want to be in your community go to your community and like you don't like you're separated from everybody else which is like i don't know in this time of in this part of the timeline in human history i think it's i think we need a little bit of separation <laughs> from each other sometimes yeah dude it's like you know that's like ah, the beauty of technology is like it's so easy to connect you know with people and we shouldn't take that for granted you know, but then also too, sometimes it's like a little overwhelming, especially that's not like your personality, you know, to always be like around people or talking to people. So like, you know, that goes into mental health too, is like finding out that balance of like, 
you know, when can you log off, you know, and like ready player one, do we, yeah. do we shut off the internet on Sundays? <laughs> you know, and like make people, you know, have like actually interact with real life and be able to unplug. But yeah, it's, it's super cool. Did, um, did infinity. Have What's up? Infinity. infinity. How you doing? Come up. What's going on guys? No, I just wanted to say, yo, if you're in the telegram, get that tip bot going. <laughs> Dude, wild wild wild. <laughs> I just got my first Wawa tip ever. Just want to say that. So shout out to oh, yeah. the tipper. I appreciate you. Love you. Dude, thank you so much, Infinity, for you know really helping us out with our community, uh, for helping us sponsor the room and for also tipping us. Um, you know, that that just shows a love, man, for sure. And um, I'm sorry about your loss too. I I don't I didn't really feel like making a public like a public announcement, but we really feel bad for your, your loss, man. Oh, good. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No, I mean, that's like, bro, we're not always going to be here, you know? Like, Clay was speaking, like, facts, honest. And being able to just give somebody something makes me feel good, but it makes them feel 10 times, 100 times, just more than not ever expressing, you know, like, I don't know. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate you all. Um, Let's just keep this thing going, dude, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we will, bro, for sure, for sure, for sure. Spreading the love, man, one token at a time. And I get you, I get you, like, you know, for us, it feels good, but for them, it's like ten times better, bro. Some people, they don't have the kind of, the kind of you know money to even invest in crypto, and they when they come to these spaces, they, they they leave with knowledge and they leave with a little, a few tokens in their wallet, you know, makes them feel awesome. Yeah, another thing I feel like too is you know some people probably work hard all day, some some people in jobs that they don't like, you know, and environments they don't like, and. You know, then they can come home and, you know, come to the IBC gang and get on this Twitter space and, you know, be in their, their happy, their happy place, you know, like happy Gilmore, you know, and kind of just find a community that they can connect with and feel seen and heard. And, you know, I hope, you know, if any of you guys ever out there, you know, want to just, you know, chit chat, doesn't have anything about Cosmos, you know, just, you know, DM us, hop up on stage, get in the telegram, you know, we're all family. We want to support each other and make sure everybody feels seen and heard and cared for. So, you know, just echoing what infinity was saying, you know, like, you know, giving to people and caring for people, you know, means more than you realize. And that's why that, that uh, mental health room would be really important, bro. Cause we do spend a lot of time in like, you know, the crypto world and we need to take care of ourselves. Facts. Crypto never sleeps, bro. That's the craziest thing. Markets never close, man. Crypto Twitter never sleeps. For real. Did you um listen into the uh like quick little recap on what's happening at Ethereum Denver? Um, Akash hosted the room. Cryptocito was in it. It was kind of hard to like listen because there was so much background noise because they were like hosting it live. Yeah, they're like literally on the floor, like each in their booth <laughs> on their phones. Um, I caught like the tail end of it, um, but it's really cool. That they're doing that, you know, kind of every day for the people that aren't there is to kind of keep people up to date and, you know, bring the community together. And 
I'm, I'm excited to maybe see some fun pictures from the, uh, the, the hangout that crypto CEO's got going tomorrow at the bar. <laughs> oh yeah. I heard something about Cosmoverse um, in August. I don't know if you guys caught that. I heard August. Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely Q3. You know, so that's right on track. So, I mean, yeah, that's ah, dude, that's going to be so fun. Like, I hope I hope we have a chance to go. We got we to gotta find a way to go. So, oh, yeah. Clay, Clay, get your passport ready, brother. Get your passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you too. I got an international driver's <laughs> license, so we're we're good on that front. But actually, I don't want to have that responsibility. So somebody else get it. How much is it, man? Like point like nine net or something to get your passport? Come on, dude. Not even, dude. That's what's going to be exciting is when some let more like, lending protocols before become more accessible in on in Cosmos. Um, you know, I know Umi's you know getting ready to do that. Um, but you know, we're going to see Abe, you know, on Evmos and like, that's going to unlock so much for the Cosmos community and liquid staking is going to allow, you know, more liquidity for, you know, for Adam and all the other chains that adopt that. And just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, an explosion. And everybody who's been, been along for the ride in the beginning is going to be very well rewarded for it. Hey, uh, shout out to, uh, Adam, uh, Yalp. He, uh, he tagged me in, um, this uh, post that I pinned from three division. That's the, that's the um, meeting place that I was talking about where you could like shoot those golf balls or ping pong balls or whatever they are at people and uh, like have a team meeting. I, I think dude, like what you're saying that your guy is looking for is exactly what that is. What? And uh, yeah, I think you can just do it with webcams too. Like you don't need a, a VR set. Like, what they do is they just sit at their desks, it looks like, and then they're represented by that little like oval thing where like you can see the face and you can actually turn around and stuff. And uh, like they just kind of like hover over their seats, you know what I mean? And like meet there. And then like, yeah, you can also turn on a gun if you want. <laughs> That's so cool. Is that a free game? Uh, I think. I'm not sure if it's a free thing, but it's a resource that I think that they're working on to like provide for people that want to use that kind of thing. I'm not sure. I wish maybe Adam knows more, but um, yeah, like that's I've, I've seen that thing around with certain strange clan things. So I think it's a passage G like type thing. I could be wrong about all of this, but that's what I saw. And uh remember but yeah like it looks cool for those of you who didn't see the uh <clears throat> doge and lambo uh, i pinned it up there netarat posted it earlier that's so funny nice car friend dude we just got a really nice um stack of wawa from karen from the uh wawa community um those guavas are gonna go back to the community like right now on Spaces Telegram. Nice. Wow. Gonna make everyone go crazy right now. From Karen? Yeah. Karen. Thank you, Karen. Giving back to the community is so awesome. Like it gets people like some of them are new to Cosmos, so it's gonna be like their first Cosmos coin, or even if they've been in it a while, it's it's always fun to win a giveaway so that you can add to your staking and get more rewards i love it 
I'm trying to get used to learning the things for this bot. I think the rain is for Osmo games. Oh, oh shit! I better be and careful. Like, don't take my wa- Don't take all my Osmo. <laughs> oh. What else is coming out? I know there's a few things coming out this month. So there's Shade on Monday, and then there's Evmos on the 28th, and then there's going to be um, um, there's also those Evmos punks that are on the same day of the 28th. There's also Diffusion Finance on the 28th which is the A- AMM for um, Evmos or one of them, because I saw that there's also this other one called XSwap. So there's going to be some competition day one for uh, different DEXs on Evmos, and that's kind of crazy to me. But I guess it's not too far-fetched because you could just copy-paste it, you know? Competition is good, you know? Yeah. Makes projects stay true and have to continue innovating and doing what's in the best interest of the community. Anybody up here and just chit-chat? Kind of a kind of like a quiet night, probably people, you know. Everybody's at East Denver. Yeah, that's what I figured. Oh, uh, I just remembered. So I think there's one more thing coming. Maybe it might happen next week. A little birdie told me. Um, We can maybe find out a little more if you uh, tune into the space tomorrow night. So make sure you're here. Set your reminders. It's going to be a good one. We got pup most too. The pup. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a really look cool looking car there, man. That's a, is that a Ferrari? No, it's a McLaren. That's a McLaren. Yeah. I thought it was a Lambo. It looks like one, but it's, I think it's a McLaren. Tiny Blazing car. Desperado. Did you have something to say? I did, but I forgot I was trying to recoup my memory. That <laughs> <laughs> happened to me earlier. But I remembered after a little while, so just sit there and think about it. You know, I'm sure you took a fat dab or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Now I remember. I seen something. I seen something. Um, I was I was looking up because I always be scouring and stuff, and I seen something. Um, like one of one of the DAOs start buying up properties and stuff, which gave me an idea. I I already thought of it. But I didn't know how to implement it or anything like that or go about it. And then it just, once I seen that, it clicked in my head. Service. What's your idea? Like, we could use a DAO for something of those same type of features. Or even, like, like for example, like Canalabs, um, or Big, not Canalabs, Big Cana, for example. I was, because I'm about to move to um, Vegas. And I'm using my own funds to like try to start up a, a smoke shop or something of that nature and use crypto instead of cash because they can't use banks there anyway. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would buy my book with crypto for sure. So they don't understand how to use crypto. I understand how to use crypto. I understand delegate and I understand liquidity pools. Adam, IBC is my favorite. And Big Canna, I just, I just hog it as much as I can. But I, I figure once I get there, my pops is going to help me with my licensing and everything like that. Then property and everything like that, of course, starting to grow. But the main goal is I still do have middlemen and everything like that to have a smoke, have a like a, a chill place where people come in, smoke like a bar, have drinkables and since in these states, they can't use cash like they have cash, but they always risking getting robbed or something like that, or the feds messing with them or something like that, 
or they can't put their money into a bank account. I'm I'm trying to eliminate that completely just by saying you can use crypto to get in. And then in the future, you have like VIP shows or something of that nature, you know, using exclusive stuff with probably partners with like BitSong or something, you know. I don't want to dox myself, speaker, but if you're going to get all that going in my real life stuff, I could definitely help you out with a lot of that stuff. Uh, so let's connect. And of I, course, I'm a I'm a degenerate with crypto, so I you know love to you know help you interact with that too. But that's yeah. just like I was talking to my pops because I'm getting a car to go and see my daughter and shit, and he was like, "All right, what's your plan and all of this?" And I'm like, "Well, tired of the police fucking with me and shit, so this is the plan." <laughs> I'm like this is the plan. <laughs> if I go back to Chicago, it'd be worse. So I was like, I'm gonna go to Vegas, which is up and coming as of right now. In the tech area, everything like Vegas is one of the areas that's up and coming right now. Job wise, everything. Weed is the 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 cannabis business is starting to boom, and there's plenty of it's like plenty of room for growth out there for technology, for mining, all types of stuff out there. It's like really the wild wild west for the technology that in Atlanta is booming. Hey, so when you like take payment in crypto, I'm just curious. Like, let's say I come and buy an eighth from you for like forty bucks. Are you going to keep that 40 bucks in Bitcana? Are you going to like convert it to UST like at a certain percentage or what would you do? Just curious about that. So if you pay with, I would do it like this. If you pay with, um, if you pay with like, for example, UST or something of that nature, it'd be like, you know, I wouldn't even over there when I was living over my pops, the eighth is four grams. You feel me? So it'd just be a flat 35 or 25 for a quarter or some good shit or whatever. And if you pay with, <laughs> and if you pay with fucking Big Cannon, you would get a nice discount or whatever. But well, the no, other goal, you, like, I'm just asking you, like, would you keep it all 100% in crypto as a business? Yeah. Or would you like, yeah, why? Keep 20% why? in UST or. You know what I mean? I would keep some in you. I would keep some in USD, but I would also keep some in, in Bitcoin, and just knowing that it's gonna go up. And but yeah, but also how you would handle it. Also the also because like a lot of corporations is taking over. My goal would to be as well as to not just do a parallel type of grow, but get as many houses and like as much acreage as I could and grow the best quantity. And grow the best quality and do it at the lowest prices of like just straight flat fees so I can outsell everybody. Work the hardest, but work smart too at the same time. Oh, yeah. But I do, I got help. Yeah. It's just, I told my dad, I'm like, I'm tired of the bullshit. Like, it's legal. It, it makes no sense to stay somewhere where it's illegal. And there are states where it's legal and I can grow and I can have my own business or do partnerships or whatever, because there's more than just now, like 2021, even with crypto and the new tech that we have, it's more possibilities. More gates are opening up. There was just like, um, they're harnessing the power of the freaking star right now for like 14, 15 seconds. Think about that. Hell yeah. I think it's 2022 though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But hell yeah, bro. 
I'm happy that you're going to be taking some steps to be a happier person in general. I'm trying to. That's always a good step towards uh, anything. Yeah. Money just comes afterwards. Just take care of yourself and money just comes afterwards, dude. It's crazy. I never thought it was true, man. But Like I told my pops, I said, you've been just holding crypto. I said, you haven't really explored crypto. I said, you haven't been like Web3 or explored crypto because I've been doing everything for you. (laughs) I think crypto allows people to understand that there is a different thing or a different path they can have in life. A lot of people think that they're stuck in the path that they're in and you know 2021 or 2020 with covid really opened up people's eyes to say like fuck like i'm not doing what i really enjoy and people started doing what they enjoy and uh found that they can make money other ways so um like i like that crypto is changing the world and uh giving people that opportunity it's fucking amazing yeah i got a homie back home in chicago he's doing tattoos for crypto He's a dope artist. He doesn't use freaking Twitter or anything because he's an older cat. See, he's uh, he understands that like getting paid in crypto and holding it for a couple of years, he's securing his value. Yeah, I was, you know? teach, I was teaching that him and telling goes. him that. I was teaching and telling him that. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to get my best friend who I went to high school with. I'm trying to. He has a t-shirt business and stuff. And I'm trying to get him on. And he still isn't. He doesn't believe in it or anything. But I'm trying to get him on. He doesn't believe, but I'm he almost there. I told him like if he set a wallet up, I jump start you. <laughs> I told him he didn't believe me. All it takes for me is to show my friends like how much I get and yield. And that usually attracts them over and then they start researching like how the tech is and then they're like, dude, you got a real good thing here. And I'm like, bro, this community is fire as fuck. And uh usually they don't believe me, you know. But I told him, I said, you, know, you want to stake some and then you want to put it into a liquidity pool or you want to do some. I was like, I ain't going to get into the rest of it. <laughs> he was like, you lost me a liquidity pool. <laughs> I actually explained it to my dad this way. I said, I said, dad, there's a website out there that allows us to trade without anybody like saying yes or no by like we just fill up these pools like with two assets and that allows people to trade it and he was like oh like an online atm and i'm like yeah kind of and he's like oh cool and you get fees for that i'm like yeah so he understood it dude he's like 60 years old so it's crazy my dad was like because my dad he was in the military and he's a doctor he has his doctorates so he asked me he says so i can just buy it he's like i could buy a bitcoin and I profit. I said yes, but no. He said why? I said it's not. You're not gonna profit like that. How you think you are with Bitcoin? But you will profit. Said you can take them. I said you can take the same forty thousand and put that on Adam, and you'll profit more. <laughs> I said I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> I said I believe. I said I, I guarantee you, you'll make your money back. In less than I said, in less than a in less than a year, he was like, "I don't believe it." So he staked. I he ended up giving me some money and staked it up. I did everything for him. He was like, "Where the hell is this money coming from?" I said, "You remember when I was telling you about mining?" 
said, this is the same thing, except your money is working for you, just like you would be working for your money. Said, just like you go to work and slave for your money, now your money is going to work slaving for you. He's like, oh. Pretty damn hard in Cosmos, too. <laughs> <laughs> working overtime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, he was like, give me some of that money you're getting. Because he, he doesn't, like, what blows his mind is airdrops. He's just like, he's like, but you could sell it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could sell it, Dad. But I'm not going to dump on the network like that. And exactly. he's just like, you know what I mean? I try to get him to understand. But airdrops is what really blows his mind. And uh, he was like, well, give me some of that freaking Juno. You know what I mean? So I got some of that staking for him. And uh, he's really happy now. So I told my dad because I'm in I'm in a hole with his ass. My my homie be playing that song. <laughs> I'm down in a hole. <laughs> I'm in a hole. I was like, I'm gonna get you back. I'm gonna set you up with about yeah. two nine and teach you how to delegate it. <laughs> yeah, I've been there with my pops too. Just owe him like ten thousand dollars, and it's like. Like, uh, I think last year I just handed him like 10,000 and I was just like, because I already paid it off and I was like, here's an extra 10. So it was pretty cool, you know. I paid him back and then I had to pay him more. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I paid it back a long time ago, but I always wanted to like show him how much I appreciated it. You know, I like that crypto allowed me to do that, too. So it was pretty cool. And then I talked to him, he's like, you need to show people how to do it on the course. And I tell him, I'm trying to do it, but my my internet's so trash here, it takes a week for a program to download. So with getting like that, like cause I do like a podcast with my buddy, and I've done like, you know, YouTube videos where I try to like break down the news in Cosmos. Um it's it's something that you really gotta just like go for and like get practice at because um like there's so much competition and like the the skill gap is kind of wide like you, you gotta really like put in a lot of practice it's not as easy as it looks to just no it's not thing. because every single every single minute I'm a, almost every single minute. It's it's like it's something new coming out. It's it's always yeah. something somewhere. And then when your hands spread, it's like everything is twenty four seven. Well, I think uh, for me, it's like you got to keep it organized in a way that people are going to be interested and be able to digest the information. And uh, with Cosmos, that can be somewhat of a challenge sometimes because it's like, well, I understand everything, but then when you go to like explain it. Um, you know, it's sometimes hard to find like uh, the right words, but like there's a lot of good people here, like Tricky and uh, Timmy, and um, you know we get the big brains like uh, Zachy and uh, Jack, and they they really uh, have a good way to break it down simply. I think that comes back to I think it was Albert Einstein that says if you can't explain something simply, then you don't understand it well enough, and I think that's um, that rings true um, throughout my life for. Yeah, because um, I can, everything. I can, I can walk my homie through how to set all of his stuff up and do everything without even looking at my computer. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a skill. So, definitely share that. And uh, yeah, like if you just share that skill with the community, Cosmos uh, finds a way to pay you. It's crazy, even if it's through like giveaways or staking rewards or LP rewards. Like, 
Yeah, you can you can set yourself up pretty good with Cosmos. It's crazy. That's why I'm interested, like how you would manage, because <clears throat> like I I don't know, like as a business, I would want to have like a diversified portfolio, where it's like I don't keep everything in Bitcana. I would have like you know an array of all the IBC coins. Uh, I do with a nice stack of UST in case shit goes south. <laughs> I'm spread out. I'm spread out, but I'm building up my UST now. I have every single one except for BSC. Yeah, I try to sell my staking and LP rewards when the prices are high <laughs> and they're pumping and reinvest them whenever they're low and like put it, you know, try to stack up in UST while the prices are high. And it's hard sometimes because you're like, it's going to the moon. But the best thing about that is like, you're not even selling any of your initial bag. You're just sucking out some rewards and selling them to UST to peg that value. And I think it just makes it easier than like timing the market exactly because you just kind of like, what is the market doing? Oh, it's dumping. All right, I'll just reinvest. But if it's pumping, then you're like, okay, let me tag it to UST and save this for a rainy day. And I'm not like, I'm not shilling or anything, but it was a time when Phantom was at a very, very low point and I bought it. Like, I think it was like 15,000, 15,000 of them. And then one day, I, I never checked on it. One day, I just looked at my wallet. I was like, let me see how Phantom was doing. And I looked at it, and it was up. And then I seen I seen Adam was down, and I was like, shit, I need to buy some Adam. <laughs> so I, start, I, I started learning how to convert it. I started learning how to convert shit over on the decentralized decks because everything was expensive as hell on the centralized decks. And it was too many fees yeah. and shit. And I was like, oh, you got to play chess with this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's like too much mental, too much mental math. It's like, I just want to be able to trade this back and forth. I know exactly what you mean with that, um, dude. Because when I got into it, I was like, oh, I see the game. You got to make sure you have enough game to cover all these damn fees. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I was doing trades where I was making like $5 because it was like, you know, like after taxes and uh, after the fees, it's like, yeah, this isn't really the most profitable thing, is it? You know, I mean, it's super <laughs> fucking stressful too. But when I found out about dollar cost averaging and uh, staking Atom and LPing Osmosis, oh my god, dude! Like my portfolio just started to skyrocket. Like just by like you know just a small amount every I'm out of your check every week whether it be like a $50 or $20 like it like if you buy it from Coinbase Pro there's not that much fee it's like 50 cents or something when you do a low order like that mm-hmm. but um you know you just buy it on Coinbase Pro transfer it over to Kepler and stake it or swap it on Osmosis and LP it and uh, it just adds to this compounding machine that, that if you compound it every day, which you can because there's basically no yep. fees, like it grows so fast. And uh, <laughs> that's why I think like um, Sunny is like kind of against having fees on osmosis because like it really helps everybody grow. And it's like and if people don't abuse it, then why ever change it? But hopefully we never see that happen. Look, like, I, put- I would hate to have a fee. I would when it, when crypto was early, I got in, and it was like I was reading, doing a little bit of DIY, not too much, just you know, investing, and then it started going up, going down before I started really getting into the coins. And I was telling my uncle because my uncle he spent like three thousand, four thousand dollars a week on lottery tickets. 
So I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, you might as what? well quit gambling. I was like, you might as well just quit gambling. This is it. <laughs> My dad would do that too, man. Just pouring money into a freaking slot machine at a gas station. And sometimes he would win like $3,000, but yeah, I would yeah, ask yeah. Him, like, how much you put in there, bro? Like, yeah, like yeah. $5,000. Like, motherfucker got you for $2,000. You know what I mean? And he thinks he's winning, and I'm just like, nah, man. I'm like, you chase. I thought you got a rabbit, and I said you got a carrot in front of your head. You got to remove it. <laughs> yeah. I said you got to yeah. remove it. You got that carrot in front of your head, Unc. You got to remove it. Say you chasing yeah. something. I say you chasing something that not a lot of people win. <laughs> and then it's a series of unfortunate events afterwards. I said, this right here give you animosity. I said, it give you kind of animosity and the projects are transparent. He's like, let me look sure. into it. <laughs> this is the thing in crypto where like, I'm, I feel really solid about the teams like in uh, Binance Smart Chain and Ethereum. Like you, you always feel like iffy about who they are, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what they're going to do with the damn coin. And I feel like in Cosmos, like this is where all the smart people are that understand like what this technology can do and where it can take humanity in general and uh, treat it with that respect. And like, I don't know, it's, so look, it's uh, really nice to be here. Think about this. Think about this. All right. Elon Musk got the Neuralink, the, um, brain, the, the brain implant that goes in your head. All right. Now this right here gives you the ability. There's people with religion that says they're against it and everything, but there's going to be people who do it. All right, now they're going to be able to have these abilities and when they sleep, they'll either have a dream, play a game and they sleep, or either manage their wealth or do some other type of things like learn another language. The real metaverse is going to be there. No matter how we put it, whether it be a shift in our, in our humanity that makes us more intelligent by ourselves through a type of meditation or something mixed with a drug off of the through the books off of Dune or through a human, through human, through mankind, force of it, through technology. The stars is the stars is the biggest is the biggest blockchain in the world. The hash wars and everything is just like solar is just like when when our solar systems clash with each other. We don't really know what happens because it hasn't happened, but we can take a guess in it. You get what I'm saying? It all yeah, comes yeah, back like, down. It all comes back down to us on a on a molecular type of level. Hell yeah, man! You're smart as fuck, dude. I feel like I feel like organic life on Earth is like validators for the blockchain at, at large. Like you said, like with the stars and shit like that. Like we're just validating everything that's going on down <laughs> here. Kind of like this movie that I saw. I think it was called Seven, where they have like those those fucking like camera eyes and they're robots and they just like, they're recording everything they see all the time. Like that's what I, that's what it reminds me of. Like, that's what we are as humans. <laughs> fucking wild, man. You're talking about some deep ass shit. <laughs> this is just the type of stuff I always talk about in general, like literally. Oh <laughs> yeah. I see like, like people don't that all of these electronic cars and stuff is part of this zero net dessert. You know what I'm talking about? This law that's coming out where it's going to be zero fossil fuel and everything like that. It's not going to be cash paying for that shit. The United States government right now is trying to make a trillion dollar company. I mean, a trillion dollar coin, even if they do that or anything, 
these trucks are going to be meant for people who got crypto. These coins are, and it's not even just the EVs. They got body modifications now, robotic arms and stuff, robotic eyes and stuff. Stephen Hawkins had a, before he passed away, he had that same, that same type of Neuralink in his head. And when he passed away, he said that the earth was going at a perfect timing. It was alignment. It was aligning at perfect timing. That's what he said. And that was three and a half years ago. Right now, when they set off the um, when they just set off the new telescope, finding new stuff out now. All of this crypto stuff is just a is just a transformation of mankind and history and proving itself. Just a different loop in a different era. Yeah, it's crazy to be a part of this time period where it's like shifting. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Like you don't know what the government's gonna do. Like, are they gonna are they gonna fight us to keep power? Or are they gonna give us power like we want? Like, what is gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out next week with that executive order. And it's not gonna be like that because then the matrix really does happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's all type of prophecies, and we'll just be going down one type of the rabbit hole if that happens. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? I think we're ready to wrap up the room. What do you guys say? We'll continue the chat in our Telegram, because I know that Telegram room is super hype right now. Peeps are loving the Telegram room right now. I love it, especially with all the Wawa going around in there. So <laughs> if you're looking to get some Wawa dropped on you, head in the Telegram room and set up the bot. For sure, for sure. Ricky Clay, you guys ready to close it up? Yes, yeah. sir. All right. It was guys. a good night. Yes, it was. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate everybody showing up, coming, all the all the speakers we had tonight, and all the people we had tuning in and staying with us. So, until next time, IBC gang, get some rest, everyone. For sure, we'll host the room um, later on Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be fun for sure. I'm telling you, some super uh, alpha from Omniflix. Cisla said himself, he's got it for us. So we'll see you then. I'm ready. Good night. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the IBC Gang Lounge, recorded on Friday, February 18th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
Looking at the damn place, spitting over sound waves. Kick a little rhyme and we'll see if the crowd waves. Take note, the brows raise up when the mouse hits taste buds. Stick dastardly trying to race us. Cannonball run from the west to the east coast. Got the ghosts on my team, leaving in a repo. Scheming on a free toast. I've been in the gas up, riding high as NASA, and we about to blast off. Ain't nobody pass us. Hungry like some raptors, attacking in a pack like a bunch of fucking savages. Handling the packs so while we shipping out disaster. Magic is simple if you practice with the master. Trying to Show the homies I think there could be a better way Every day I ride it first Trying to get this pen in shape Living like a mental patient Embracing the basics I see a queen on the table While I'm holding aces Let me uh, give you a sample Of some of the uh, lyrics That had some of the older ladies Among the stockholders White with dismay The room is dead still A sea of shocked, frozen, black faces Then I delivered another volley Of really sick Subtle on the double trouble, popping all the bubbles open. Silent off the one who comes to ruin all the funny moments. Ollie, Ollie, oxen, opium, that oxy cotton got the oxytocin falling around the people like a roxy smoking. Okie dokie, Annie Oakley, joking like Yoki Annie. Hoping those who broken jokes are broken, softly spoken. Can he rope a dope around the throat and coast? I'm all alone to sleep it off later, like just give the dog a bone. I roam around the globe like a motherfucking satellite. Smoke a lot of weed, always gotta be satisfied. Soaking up the dream state, trying to live la vida loca. But for now, I'll settle for a smile and a coca. Who makes the bundles, repping all the fun tools Looking all around like this, nowhere to run to Got the plug, what's new, on the drug, one, two Sticking with the dope, my homies growing, that's one truth I got my 12-gauge sawed off I got my headlights turned off I'm about to bust some shots off I'm about to dust some cops off I got my 12-gauge sawed off I got my headlights turned off I'm about to bust some shots off I'm about to dust some cops off